Hey, Ocean Way, we just want to welcome you to church at home. That's right, we're bringing church to home, to you, right where you are. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and share the feed. Share this message because somebody you know needs to be encouraged. Somebody you know needs to hear a good word right here on the last Sunday of the year. You can also drop your prayer request in the chat and we will agree with you. We just believe that God's doing something special when we do what? When we pray together. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about this. This is the season of giving. And I've got some amazing people with me right around me that are that are here in the room with us. Hey guys, how you doing? Come on now. We love you. And today is very intentional with you in mind because we want to give you a gift. And I was praying and I was asking God, you know, what gift would I give to you during this season? And there's two gifts I want to give you tonight. This first one is a big one. This one is going to set up 2021 in a great way. And it's called the gift of encouragement. You know, the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul finishes his book and he writes these final words. He says, these are my final words. And his final words were, I close my letter with this. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Come on now. Amen. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. You know, it feels good to be encouraged. Doesn't it feel good to be encouraged? Yeah. Yeah. Now, sometimes we just need the right people in our lives that will bring encouragement to us rather than try to discourage us in who we are. See, to encourage means to inspire somebody with courage. To discourage is the opposite. It means to deprive somebody wow. of courage. You know, if it feels good to be, to be encouraged, then understand this. It truly does take courage to be a parent. It takes courage to be married. It takes courage to, to live for Jesus during these days. It takes courage every morning to get up and to keep walking forward and to keep going through what you're going through. You may be going through something right now, but know this, you can find encouragement in us and in the Lord. And you can do what? You can receive this gift. And when you receive it, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Come on. I don't know if you've been there. I've been there. I've been there when I really don't have an answer for what I'm facing, and all I need is just a little bit more confidence in order to, to keep moving forward. Yeah. I need someone that'll just encourage me, right. and I want to encourage you today, and that's why I'm giving you this gift. I want to encourage you because when you're encouraged, you're confident. Right. When you're discouraged, you feel defeated. You feel like the, the weight and the pressure of this world is just, just mounting and, and putting more pressure on you that you feel like giving up. You ever feel like giving up? Yeah. You ever feel like life is just too hard sometimes, that it just keeps piling on and piling on and piling on, and you just need to surround yourself with encouragement? Right. You know, 2020 yeah. taught us something simple, and I believe this is what, what, what's so simple that we can understand. There is absolutely nobody on this planet that is exempt from storms. Yeah. All of us are going to go through stuff. It's guaranteed. You are going to walk through things that you say are not fair, you don't like, that you want to run from. But when you're going through a storm, you've got to realize that in the middle of the storm, you need someone yeah. that will bring encouragement to your life. Yeah. You know, Paul was in a storm. In Acts chapter 23, he was in a storm. He was in a storm for 14 days. He was on a boat, and they were throwing everything out of the boat just to survive. Maybe you feel like Paul. Maybe you feel like throwing everything out and just trying to hold on to something just to survive and get through this thing. But here's what happened. In the middle of the storm, God showed up. 
And when God showed up, he said, I will stand with you. Right. And in standing with him, he said this. He says, the Lord stood near Paul in the middle of the storm. And when he stood near Paul, he said this, be brave. Amen. One translation says, be of good cheer. You know what it means? It translates, be encouraged. Wow. See, I, I don't know about you, but let me just take a moment and just encourage you right where you are. Let me take a moment and just encourage you because I just believe that you are made for this, yeah. that God's got a greater plan for your life, mm -hmm. that you're not alone, that he is standing with you. He has not left you in the middle of the storm, mm -hmm. that he's coming closer to you, and you've just got to hear what he's saying to you. Yeah. You're created for purpose in mind. Right. You're not created to just exist in this world. You're created to overcome in this world. Yeah. Yeah. You're not created to get pushed down in this world. You're created to rise up in this world. Why? Because I believe in a victorious God. I believe he creates victors. I believe he's got courage for you. I believe when we encourage one another, what we're doing, we're putting courage into people. Yeah. We're saying you can make it. Understand this. You can make it. Amen. You can do all things. Mm -hmm. You can do good, you can do bad, you can do happy, you can do sad. Why? Because you can do it through Christ Amen. who gives That's you right. strength. Yes. See, I love this. Jesus gives us the simple example of encouraging one another. In John chapter 13, Jesus, he washes all the disciples' feet. What a terrible thing to do. I mean, but he, he models this out and says, do this and serve one another. And then Judas comes up and, and kind of betrays him and leaves this dinner and at the dinner, this is one of the last things he says to the people. He says this. He says, the new command I give you. Now, this is right before he's betrayed. This is right before the garden. This is right before he goes to the cross. He says this, a new command I give you. Love one another mm -hmm. as I have loved you. Yeah. And, and so you must love one another. And by this, by what? By love. Come on, say that. By, by love. love. When we love one another, what are we doing? We are, we are known to be his disciples. When we love one another, we are yeah. encouraging one another. Mm -hmm. You see, when I encourage someone around me, I choose to put encouragement at work. And not just encouragement at work, I choose to put love at work. So here's what I want to do. I just want to model it to you because I just believe that, that if, if we're going to talk about it, then we need to put it into practice. If we're going to preach about something, then we need to do it together and realize that, that it doesn't just work in just some situations. It works in all situations. Yeah. So when it comes to courage and comes to encouraging somebody, are you going to encourage somebody? Are you going to give courage to somebody? Somebody near you in the room needs to be courage. This is kind of what it, it might look like to you. Pastor Steve, I want to give you a gift. And this gift is, is just to tell you that I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you in the Lord. You're an amazing creative arts pastor. You did an amazing job with the production. Man, at the end, at the end of the first service, I cried. I almost couldn't preach because the presence of God was so good in the room. Thank you. Thank you for what you do to set the atmosphere so that we all can receive something. Amen. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. And I, I want to encourage somebody. Every week, my kids get to participate in Kids Church, and they are on fire for God. And Pastor John, I just appreciate you and how you love on my kids and how you are just so intentional about helping them have an experience where they encounter God and the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you, thank you for all that you do. Well, thank you, Steve. Well, um, I'm going to encourage our young adults pastor, Pastor Larissa, 
<laughs> and I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, you started a ministry when everyone's trying to cut back mm -hmm. and you're like, no, this is what God has given me a vision for. I'm going to go for it. And you did it. And you and your husband are killing it. You guys are doing amazing. So keep up the awesome work because that is a hard ministry, them young adults. Yeah. But doing it. <laughs> you know, it, it feels good to be encouraged. So here's what I want to do. We're going to encourage one another, but I want you to do this for the next 60 seconds. I want you to encourage somebody that's in the room with you. If nobody's in the room with okay. you, pull out your phone, and I want you to text somebody. Mm -hmm. I want you to encourage somebody that you know. Put courage into them. Go ahead. you got 60 seconds to do this. I'm going to come back to you in a minute. Doesn't it feel good to be encouraged? How many felt good encouraging somebody? Come on now, that's what we do as a church. We need to be a church that is known and marked for encouraging people. Regardless of what they're going through, regardless of what happens in their lives, we can lift people up by encouraging them. We can speak life into somebody. The Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongue. So why don't you do this? Why don't you continue to make it a practice every single day who am I going to encourage? Who am I going to lift up and encourage in this world, in this life that we're living? You know, that was the first gift. That was a big one. The second one is a big one. And this one is a gift that, that I just believe that's something you need to give yourself. I believe that you need to treat yourself. And when, you mind, when I'm talking about treat yourself, I mean you need to give yourself this gift. This is a gift that gives you strength. This is a gift that's going to give you uh, emotional strength, mental strength, physical strength in every possible way. But it's a gift sometimes that we disregard. It's a gift sometimes that we, we overlook because we get so busy. Come on, in, in 2020, you may feel drained of energy. You may feel drained of strength, drained. You may, may feel like stress and anxiety just pressing down on you. And, and sometimes I talk to people and, and they're like, you know, it was very hard just to get up and get going because I, I was working from home or I was, I was going through this, this motions of what's happening around me. Here's the gift that you need to give yourself. This is a big one. Give yourself the gift of rest. Wow. That's light. Say it. Rest. rest. Come on now. Rest means a lot of things to a lot of people. To me, rest may mean something. To you, it may mean something. But here's what I want you to understand. Rest is holy. Get, let that sink in. Rest is a holy activity. Rest is not a good idea. Rest is God's plan for your life. And when you choose to rest, you're choosing to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself it's best opportunity to be my best self. What are you saying, Pastor? 
What I'm saying is this, when, when God told the nation of Israel in Exodus, he said, remember this, remember the Sabbath, the Sabbath day, and keep it holy. Yeah. So if God said that the Sabbath was, was restful, if God said that we needed to keep it holy, that we needed to rest, then we need to understand that, that rest is a God thing. And in the world, and I know this, I know this rubs so wrong against so many of us that we're like, man, I don't know how to rest. But understand this, as a church, we are choosing to model this for you. Why do you think we're saying, hey, today, the last day of the year, we want you to take a break and we want you to rest because we truly want you to rest. You know, it takes almost a hundred volunteers in a weekend to pull off a Sunday experience to clean, to sanitize, to worship, to, to serve coffee, to serve kids, to be in the nurseries, to do everything that happens on this property. There are people that show up at six o'clock in the morning. There are people here till one o'clock in the afternoon, and they're taking care of everything with you in mind. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about rest, then we need to live out rest. Yeah. So when God spoke to me about, about giving you a gift, I felt like we needed to give all of our serve team a rest. We need right. to give every person that's serving, every person that sings, every person that, 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 that serves in kids, every person that whatever they do, give them an opportunity to just breathe for a moment and rest mm-hmm. and just be what God wants them to be. You might say, well, wait a minute, pastor. I don't serve. I'm not on a team. I want to be in church. Come on now. Can I encourage you? In 2021, join a team. We've got a place for you. We believe that the healthiest place you can be is serving. But as a church, we are truly going to do this. We are going to say, we want you to serve, yes. But we want you to be healthy, too. I don't believe you should run in five lanes, ten lanes, twelve lanes, and try to serve everywhere and anywhere. But I do know that God's got a place for you and that there's enough space in the kingdom that you can serve and you can find, find hope, but you can find encouragement in every way by doing what? By serving. But you've got to rest. You've got to understand that rest is important. See, when, so ask yourself this question. If, if rest is something that, that's really hard for you to do, it, for, for me personally, it takes work for me to rest. It takes work for me to just stop and sit and breathe and try to calm my thoughts and slow down and just say, okay, God, I'm going to, to rest. I had a professor in, in, in college in, in my master's level classes that, that said this to me. He said, he said, sir, he said, so you don't like to rest. I'm like, no, I don't like to rest. I just I feel like it's good to burn a candle at both ends and end in the middle and just, just be burned out for God. And he looked at me and he goes, he goes, you know something? What you're saying is this. You're saying you don't need God. I said, oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. He's saying, no, you're saying this when you don't rest, That's good. that you don't trust God. I'm like, oh, hold. you know, that, that sunk in, that wow. hit so deep to the core of who I was, because I truly want to be someone that, that offers his best, that actually is at his best in every possible way. So I need to trust God. And I need God. And we all need God. And we need to trust God. Mm-hmm. But understand this. Rest looks different to a lot of us. For me, rest may be sitting on the patio and looking at the lake and reading a book and just trying to calm my whatever happens in my life. For, for our team, what, what, does, what does rest look like for you, Pastor Lewis? Mine is uh, having dinner with my wife. Ooh, Ooh come on yeah. now. Having dinner with your Ooh, come on now. <laughs> Pastor Jenny, what's the rest look like? Uh, walk on the beach. Mm. Walk on the mm. beach. Oh, 
Yeah, that sounds good. Except you'll walk like two miles. Here we go. Pastor Ken. Spending time with my wife driving down the road with no schedule. Oh. No schedule? Just no schedule. Where will you go? Just wherever. Wherever. Woo! How does that sound? Good. Shannon, what, what does rest look like to you? Anywhere with scenery, Target, and thrifting by myself. Uh -huh. <laughs> by myself. Scenery, by myself. Target, Sorry, thrifting. Sorry, so, so where's coffee fit into that? Well, I stop and get coffee. He likes to sit at a coffee shop and rest. Is that where you find rest? That's where I find rest, yeah. Oh, it's so Honey awesome. vanilla latte. So, <laughs> come on now. So, so what are you saying, Pastor? I'm not like in light of this. I honestly believe that this is the biggest thing that you can, you can understand and get a hold of this year. Mm -hmm. That if you margin out rest for yourself, you margin out time to take vacation and rest mm -hmm. for yourself, you're going to be the best you you possibly can be. You say, Pastor, how does this model? Understand this. I can model this for you by, by saying we're going to go online. But here's what God did. All the way back in the beginning, in Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, when God created everything, spoke it into existence. He formed man and the ground and everything. And it says, when the heavens and the earth and everything was completed, chapter 2, verse 2, it says, on the seventh day, God finished what? Finished his work of creation. So he rested... He did what? He rested. Come on, drop that in the chat. He rested from what? From his work. Some of you, this is the hardest thing because you're really trying to push that thing uphill and go as hard as you can and work as hard as you can. Now, we understand hard work. We truly do. We're coming out of a season where people put in so many extra hours because we believe that this is a season to celebrate the birth of our Savior and, and, and to do so many different things with you in mind. But we also know that this is a season where we need to understand what rest is. Yes. And rest is finding rest in God's presence. Mm -hmm. It's saying, okay, God, if you rested and you created everything, then I need to know that that is your plan for mankind, that, that I can find rest. Yeah. If rest is God's rhythm, then guess what? It's okay to give yourself the gift of rest. Mm -hmm. It's okay when you're off this this, this, this holiday season, look at your wife right now and say, Pastor said it's okay for me to lay on the couch for a few hours and watch nothing, stare at the ceiling, or stare at your wife. Come on now. Hello? Hey, we need rest. We need to really understand that, that rest is for us. So if rest is God's plan, here's what David said. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Yeah. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Yeah. Yeah. See, God cares about your soul. Yeah. And your soul needs to be healthy. You need to be mentally healthy. You need to be emotionally healthy. You need to be physically healthy. You need to understand that God cares about your whole being in every possible way. So when David said, the Lord makes me to lie down in green pastures, if I truly want to understand what rest is, then I need to know how, how close I am to the shepherd. Because the shepherd's going to take me to places where I can find rest, but he's going to make me in places where I can, I can experience rest. You need to experience rest, not just rest for a day, but, but rest for your soul. You know, there's a writer, his name is Judah Smith, and Judah said this, he wrote a book called How's Your Soul? And he said, a restless soul is a soul that thinks that it is in control and needs to take care of anything. How, do you, how many of you are everything? How many of you are control freaks? 
I am. My wife is. There's people behind me. They're con completely control freaks sometimes. I mean, they are good at taking charge and saying, let's do this thing. You've been in events and experiences with us and, and seen that. But you got to understand this. If, if our soul is restless and we're trying to control everything around us, then we may simply miss what God wants to do in us. Yeah. Yeah. And God wants to do a greater work in you. And in 2021, I want to see the best you. I believe that your best days ahead of you. I believe that God's got great things for you. I believe that the gift, this gift is going to give you strength in 2021. That you're going to find yourself doing so much more for God. Why? Because you margin out time and say, this is a good time for rest. Yeah. Come on, understand, this is deep. This is, this is what God wants you to do. He wants a church that, that, is, that is moving and growing and, and passionate and purposeful in every way. But if we're exhausted, if we're stressed, yeah. if we're worried, if we're trying to control everything, then when does God have control? Yeah. When does he take control of what we're doing? When does he take control of your family? Come on, if you own a business and you've worked 60 hours during the Christmas week, when do you spend time with your family? That's a deep question. But more importantly, when are you finding time to spend with your, with your Savior? Wow. When are you finding time to spend with your God? Right. That's where you need to find rest. You need to carve out some time and say, okay, God, I'm going to reset some things so that I can rest in some areas, so that I can think clear, so that I can live clear, and so that I can, I can be everything that God wants me to be. So today I want to pray for you. Maybe you're watching today and you say, you know something, I just need to start uh, my relationship with Christ again. I need to give my life back to Jesus. This is a great opportunity just to say yes to him. If you're watching with us, don't scroll by right now. Realize that God's speaking to you. God's got a plan for you. And right now, his plan is J-E-S-U-S. His plan is forgiveness. His plan is salvation. His plan is he wants to live and breathe inside of you. He wants relationship with you. So it's simple. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just say a prayer with me. And if you're going to give your life to Christ, just say this prayer. And the Bible says you're going to become a brand new creation. You ready? Amen. Here's where everything brand new begins. Say this prayer with me. Jesus, Jesus. Today, today, I give my life to you. Today, I believe that you have a plan for me. So today, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. And take my life and make it what you want it to be. In Jesus' name. Amen? Come on, let's celebrate together. Come on now. Understand this. There's a couple things we want you to do. You prayed that prayer. You believe that prayer. Um, you are a born-again Christian. You are a brand-new person. But there's a couple things we want you to do. One, we want you to tell somebody. Mm -hmm. Tell somebody in the room. Text somebody. Post it online. Drop it in the chat. I made a decision. I said yes to Jesus. Or tell us. Two, tell us. Tell us that you did. Text um, my decision to 904-751-0552. It'll be in the chat. It'll be in the bottom of the screen. Text that number and we'll celebrate with you, and we'll send you some information so that you can continue on the journey. And three, start some devotions. Start reading God's Word. On January 3rd, we start a reading plan, a prayer plan. We believe that God wants us to grow spiritually in every way, and we want to walk with you. Our prayer for you is this, that you find encouragement and you find rest. Right. And the, the, the greatest place to find that is in Jesus. Right. So hey, 
Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for worshiping with us. We had an amazing time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing Thank time. You. Come on now. God is great, and we can't wait to see you on January 3rd. Woo. Come on, mark it down. Bring all your friends. Bring your family. Let's worship. Let's see God do something great in 2021. Have an amazing day. Thank you for worshiping with us. We just love you and we hope that God blesses your day. And we want to encourage you, 2021 is the year of expansion and we're believing for great things in your life. Come on, God is going to do some amazing things. Join us on the first Sunday, January the 3rd, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. God's going to do something great. We can't wait to worship with you there.